0: Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason watches MileHighSports.com. You can listen to us, 98.1 FM, also 107.5 HD3. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Maze Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, you need to go to RMFP. Dot .com with that I want to tell you about a great place you need to get your next bottle of liquor from and I'm talking about Denver Distillery. Their liquor is smooth, it is refreshing and I've had a lot of different Uh, bottles of their award-winning liquors like their Sweet Potato Vodka. I like vodka with tonic with their Sweet Potato Vodka. I just like to sip it because it just tastes so stinking good. The Colorado Gin is excellent. That's award-winning, too. Straight four-grain bourbon, apple pie moonshine. And, you know, I I suppose you could say I'm back in college when I'm drinking this, you know, the old Captain and Coke. The Bourbon Barrel Aged Spice Rum with a Diet Coke, or a Coke is absolutely fantastic. If Pepsi's your thing, you could do that too. Anyway, their liquors are fantastic. You need to go get some. You can find them. Denver Distillery off of Broadway in Denver or go to your local liquor store. And if they don't have it, demand it. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in our friend Jason Hirsch, former Rockies pitcher. How are you, my friend?
1: I'm doing great. Good to talk with you again.
0: All right, so I'm going to repeat on air what I said to you privately on the phone today. I don't know if it's probably a great idea to have you on every week this season because I think by probably week nine, it's going to get so ugly for the Rockies, we're just going to run out of things to talk about. So let's talk about the opener and let's talk about the season. Overall, what are you thinking?
1: Uh, my expectations are not super high. I know that uh, you know in the media they've been trying to you know throw out the we're going to go out there and prove all the naysayers wrong. But uh, I think in this case, you know, the, the cards seem to be stacked against them, um, you know, just from a, a talent perspective, you know, what what the other teams in the division have done and really what all the rest of the teams in Major League Baseball have done. It just really feels like, you know, typically opening day is a day of excitement, and this year it just, I, I don't feel like the buzz is there that, that we've had in prior years.
2: The bullpen, of course, the, it absorbed the loss of Scott Oberg in the last week or so. The bullpen appeared to already be kind of hanging by a thread. Uh, what is what does losing Oberg do for for that unit going into the season?
1: Yeah, you know, I think Scott was one of those guys that I was really looking forward to this year, seeing what he could do. You know, after the health issues last year, and uh, I think he was probably one of the, if not the most promising arm in that bullpen. And you know, you lose him, unfortunately, to the to the same health condition you lost him to last year. And you know, I feel terrible for him. Uh, But that deals a tremendous blow to that bullpen. So now you're going to have a whole bunch of young guys um, that are unproven. You're going to have guys that we've seen in years past that are inconsistent. um, And it's going to spell trouble for that bullpen. And it hasn't been uh, a solid piece for the Rockies for a number of years. Um, And I think this year, again, there's just so many question marks. It's really hard to kind of pinpoint what you think is going to be a bright spot. All you can do is sit there and, And hope for the best, but, uh, you know, I think you're going to see pretty much status quo.
0: Uh, Jason, I want to go back to something you just said uh, about what Kyle Freeland said. We're going to surprise some people. As a former Mm -hmm. player, and let's say you know you're on a team that just doesn't stack up talent-wise, but you're saying that stuff to the media, do you really kind of believe the words that are coming out of your mouth, or are you just saying what you're supposed to say?
1: It's a little bit of both. I mean, listen, when you're you're gonna sit there and battle, you know, a guy like Kyle's gonna sit there and battle with twenty five other guys all year long, you know, your your brothers, your family, um, you have high expectations for each other. So yeah, you do you do believe that there is some talent there. You you see the promise in some of the young guys, uh, and maybe some of the veterans who are coming back and, and maybe made some changes this off season. Uh, and then, you know, the other side of it, you know what all the pundits are saying. You, you listen to the media, you read the papers, you know, you watch SportsCenter or whatever, uh, you know, broadcast that you're tuning into. And you can't help but, but see the, the amount of negativity surrounding your ball club and, um, and, and the low expectations for them. So, Yes, part of it you do believe it because you're going to be with those guys and you want to support your brothers uh, and your in your family in, you know during the course of the season. But at the same point, you've got to be realistic in your expectations and go. You know what? You look at what the what the Dodgers have done. You look at what San Diego has done, uh, and you and you go. You know, it's an uphill battle. And you know, if they do come out and surprise guys and listen, if they finish third in division, mm-hmm. I think that would be a, a massive win for the Rockies this year. But. Uh, Again, I think they all know that the cards are stacked against them, and, and anything that they do that is positive is only going to reflect positively on their season.
2: Okay. Third place, I mean, that would be magnificent if they got to third, but let's say they can't get there. If you're a Rockies fan and you're looking for reasons to hope for beyond this year, who are the guys that fans need to kind of keep their eyes on and hope that they take those next steps to potentially being a part of getting this thing right and back to where they want it to be.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's going to be nice to see what uh, potentially a full season of Brendan Rogers is going to yield. Uh, you know, Armand Marquez has, has been a bright spot for the last couple of years, and he's kind of really coming into his own as you know an elite pitcher at the major league level. Uh, and you, you know, he's going to be your opening day starter against Kershaw. So that's you know, it's going to be nice to see those two battle back and forth. Um, and And what you're going to get out of them, like I said I think Brendan Rodgers, for me, is probably going to be the one that's going to have the most hype around him just because he was you know a first round draft pick. he was very high in the draft that year. i don't remember if he was like, third or fourth overall um but you know the the Rockies have a lot of promise in him, and his his you know uh, his ascension to the big league level has been stalled the last couple of years with guys in front of him now. You know he's basically going to have a full season to himself. No, you know regardless of the position he's going to play, um, I think that's going to be uh, hopefully be a bright spot for them. And and if he doesn't, you know, pan out, you know you got to look down the roster and go, you know who are some of these guys because a lot of those names are not going to be super familiar. Um, you know if I go down the roster right now, just kind of looking at the different guys, half these guys uh, I'm not super familiar with. There's a lot of Latin players in there that have been in the minor leagues for a number of years. Uh, you know, Colton Welker won the the, um, uh, the award in spring training for, you know, promising athlete uh, or promising young player of the future. Maybe you get to see him at some point this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, I think you're just there's, there's a lot of young guys and a lot of question marks, and you're not really sure who to follow.
0: We're talking with Jason Hirsch, former Rockies pitcher. Uh, you know the culture of that organization. You listen, with the Montforts owning the team, the culture really doesn't change that much. You've gotten to know probably Dick Montfort well enough. Is there something that can happen this season, specifically losses? Rockies lose over a hundred games. Do you think there is anything that can happen where Dick Monfort looks at Jeff Breidich and says, You know what, Jeff, I just don't think this is working?
1: You know, I I think to this point, if it hasn't happened, I don't know really what, what's going to be the tip of the iceberg. Um, you know, the, the Rockies haven't been very good for the last couple of years. Um, you know, Jeff's tenure um as a GM has not been very good in just in terms of, you know, the amount of money that they've spent on free agents and the return on that investment um, has been very poor. Um, You know, you lose a hundred games. Does that, does that, is that the tip of the iceberg? I I don't know. I I think as long as fans continue to show up to Coors field and, uh, and support the ball club and, and, you know, revenues are, are where they should be. I don't, I don't really see a ton of change going on. Like Dick is insanely loyal to the people in the organization. And I think that's very admirable, but I think it's also admirable to a fault. Um, And, you know, there was a recent piece that uh, Pat Saunders put out in the Denver post that I I helped contribute to. And uh, it was almost unanimous amongst everybody that talked there that we we need some outside help um, in this organization needs to be some outside influence, not just people within the organization, just kind of, you know, being yes, man, they need people coming in with fresh ideas, um, you know, fresh perspectives and, uh, You know, if Jeff were to step aside or or Dick were to, um, you know, uh, show him the door, I I would hope that whoever comes in after him would be somebody from outside the organization.
2: Now, it's funny that you talk about how, you know, uh, fans showing up and what sort of impact that might have. And we were clicking around the Rockies ticket site yesterday, and there were still tickets available for opening day, even though they're only at the 42.6% of capacity. And mm-hmm. uh, I've had, I had no trouble getting tickets for a couple of games uh, next week. And there were plenty of seats available for those. So even though we're in, we're still in this pandemic do you think that it's possible that if they look around and say, okay, we've, we've only got 21,000 plus seats available, but we're only selling, maybe we're only selling 10 or 12,000? Is that the kind of thing that could maybe ring some alarm bells there at 20th and Blake?
1: Yeah, 100%. I think that, you know, the Rockies rely heavily on ticket revenue to operate that ball club. And, you know, if revenues are down, and listen, they've, they've been, you know, top, what, five, top 10 in attendance in Major League Baseball just about every year of their existence um you know so if revenues are down that's certainly going to impact the ball club um and you know you like you're saying that you know tickets are available for opening day and i think part of that could be due to people are just not comfortable going back into crowds and uh and dealing with the pandemic stuff but we all we all know that opening day at Coors field is typically a, a gong show there's you know thousands of people downtown and they're partying and the bars are open and you know it's like a giant block party so you know, to hear that there are still tickets available certainly does uh, ring some alarm bells for me, but I think there are some other extenuating circumstances that could contribute to that. Um, but again, you know, opening day, that the buzz, the energy that's typically around the ballpark is, is usually like a playoff atmosphere. and People want to be there.
0: Uh, Jason, tell us about uh, Fast Colorado.
1: Yes, uh, we're doing great, man. We, we've we weathered the storm, so to speak. Uh, we we've, we've been able to keep our doors open through all this pandemic and, um, you know, we, I was just thinking about this uh, earlier today. We've, we've had a great group of high school kids that came in here starting in August and trained their butts off with us from August to February. And we had an average gain of five miles per hour uh, over those 16 athletes. And so that's a huge gain for us uh, and for those athletes that are going to go out and have a successful uh, and fun uh, spring-slash-summer season. So uh, anybody who's out there who's got a, a high school kid or even a youth athlete um, that's prepping for their season and just wants to touch up mechanics or work on some arm care, gain some velocity, work on some new pitches, we can help you out with that. We can help you with strength and conditioning, physical therapy, rehab. We have all those services housed within our facility. Uh, more information is at FastColorado.com. And then uh, check us out on Instagram. We've been doing a lot of social media stuff uh, at Fast baseball. Um, for the baseball
0: side there, by the way, on a total side note. So I happen to be on a Wikipedia page cause I just can't get enough learning as much as I can about Jason Hirsch. And there was of a, l- there was a link to Jewish athletes. There's a link, yes. which you are, which you happen to be Jewish. Correct. A- Andrew, would you get knocked off a chair with a feather? If I told you that Terrell Suggs is Jewish.
2: Not knocked off a chair, but uh, my eyebrows arched. Wow, I did not know that. I did not
0: know, and so is wow. Andre Tippett. I mean, Jason Hirsch, Terrell Suggs, and Andre is Rod, Tippett. Is Rod
2: Carew on there? Because that's, uh, that's
1: a kind of a famous line in, a, in a Adam Sandler song. Yeah. It is.
0: <laughs> and you know what, Jason? You're probably the only one that understands this. But if you, Suggs, Tippett, and Carew get together, all you need are six more guys to have a minion.
1: You get it. Well, maybe we sh- maybe we should reach out to, to the agents and, and make this thing happen.
0: There we go. Wouldn't that be something? Athletes and minions. That would be a great club. Jason, <laughs> thanks for your time, pal.
1: Appreciate it, guys. Take care, yes. Jason. All
0: right. All right. Coming up after the break, Kyle Pitts. Everyone's talking about the quarterbacks, right? Everyone's talking about the wide receivers in the draft. You know who might turn out to be the best player in the entire draft, and I'm including Trevor Lawrence, is Kyle Pitts. Wait till you hear what this guy did at his pro day today. That's next. That the spot will get high, that it's ready to pop. Don't even look at the clock. All of your problems forgotten. It's time to rock till you drop. build the force and just fly to the
1: epicenter of a party.